This is The Cover-Up with Kyle Neufeld, a monthly podcast where a guest chooses a podcast to cover. Are you are you existing? I am existing. Hello. Uh, hello. <clears throat> All, right. All right. We're here with uh, our uh, guest, Cody Schmidt. Hey, hi, hello. Before we get started, can we clap together? So yeah, I can of course. Easily... You, that's the standard podcast uh, audio synchronization. Awesome. Ready? Three, two, one. We're here with Cody Schmidt. He's a longtime Apple employee. He studies science and technology and society at the University of Alberta. He has his own, he's a podcast enthusiast, had his own podcast for some time. He lives in Canada with his girlfriend, Heather, his dog, Murphy, and his cat, Nibs. Cody is fun, funny, and he loves hot dogs and baseball. None of these statements are false. I can, I can confirm. Tell me more about Dubai Friday. So Dubai Friday is a podcast that originally, um, spun off of a Top Chef podcast where they would watch uh, Top Chef weekly and discuss a season of Top Chef. Then the hosts just liked each other and kept wanting to do a podcast. So they changed the format into a a weekly challenge podcast. I picked it up after the Top Chef um, and started listening to it around when it first like launched as Dubai Friday. Um, I'm familiar with Merlin Mann from a lot of other podcasts that I listen to. Um, he's big in like the tech stuff that I listen to. And then Max Temkin, I'm a a big fan of Cards Against Humanity and I've just followed him in general for that. So once I saw Mm -hmm. that they were doing a podcast together, I a hundred percent bought in and I've been listening to it since it's like my go-to podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I really like it because the, the dynamic of the hosts make the podcast like with any good podcast, really. 100%. Um, but um, just the way that they can riff off each other because they have just such a great chemistry um, and like just the dumb characters they make up. Um, and even if it's like reading news articles or like just rather than just straight reads and opinions, they go off into such like weird flights of fancy. It's the same reason why I like, like uh, my brother, my brother and me or something like that, where it's just like, mm-hmm. they're not afraid to just go off into goofs and bits and that sort of thing and just completely get off track and just have fun with it. Yeah, it's totally. just hanging out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I love it. Like the, the hosts are hilarious. It's just really, really funny. And, and the nice thing too is Max Temkin sounds a lot like you. <laughs> like I, I, like every time it's just like, Oh, Cody's on the podcast again. This is great. I got I got a little bit of got a little bit of Cody and and the dude is hilarious like him yeah. and, and Merlin Mann like that's kind of the fun part too is you got like you got Merlin Mann who's super funny Max Temkin is super funny and Alex who's so good at laughing well, so good at laughing and Alex like just brings something completely different because if it was just Merlin and Max it wouldn't necessarily be what it is totally like it just wouldn't have that same kind of punch that it does yeah because yeah. of how different Alex is and like how just like she'll stumble like it is so anti-standard podcasting that you listen to that it's like Max and Merlin kind of know what they're doing and Alex is an audio and like in the Top Chef podcast she was the producer and the engineer Oh, really? And then she was just like, got included enough through the podcast that she's just a host of Do I Friday. Um, so that's kind of, like, it's, yeah, it started as Max and Merlin wanting to do a podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just the energy she brings is so different um, mm. and manic and <laughs> like just out of nowhere always. And she has such great stories too, comparatively, that, yeah, yeah it, you can't kind of have one without the other when yeah. it comes down to it. Yeah. No, Robin. Uh, Robin loves Dubai Friday, and sh- but she hates Alex's laugh. 
So she can't, she can't listen to it. Well, yeah. Cause that's like 80% of the podcast. It's, 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 it's so much of the podcast. It was, it was like one, one part. And I'm like, are they ever going to acknowledge the fact that like, like this, like, are they self-aware of what's happening? And then there's one part where it's just, it was like reader feedback. And they're like, the reader was like, Alex, you were like the Jimmy Fallon of podcasts. <laughs> I was like slightly starstruck when I, when I emailed Max and he like quickly responded. I use his like email secret thing, like how to email a VP yeah. or whatever. It's just like hashtag end of message. Like you like put the whole message in the subject line. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so so Alex's laugh. Mm-hmm. It's such an important part of the show. I feel like we can't cover Dubai Friday without it. Yeah. Um, and you already know where this is going because we did a lot bit, of sound yeah. testing. But so what I did is I took a few different episodes that I downloaded MP3s of. And I took a bunch of samples of Alex laughing. There's some other hosts laughing too. Yeah. It's mostly Alex laughing. And uh, I got it on. It's 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 on that keyboard now. Marvelous. So at any given point that uh, you know you're, you're close, I think I think yeah. I'm going to leave you to be the master of the keyboard. Let's let's try that. You can't. It's, so have you? There is a like. This will probably be a year or so ago. They did yeah. a podcast where the challenge was make a do by friday soundboard oh have you listened what? to that one yeah no, so i haven't listened to that retroactively completed a challenge from this podcast oh amazing yeah. i'm ahead of the curve yeah you want to like skip the intro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't hit the black keys yet. the black keys okay. don't hit the black keys yet so the black keys so i had this idea of like as i was going through it's crazy like the density of hilarious shit they say on the show is is way too high um so i would just like listen to the podcast and you know, though I was I was looking for laughter, but then someone would say something ridiculous, and mm-hmm. I was like, I want to put this somewhere. I yeah. want to I want to also have this be part of the thing. So I uh, I also cut those into it. Well, lovely. So. And those are all the black keys. So, cool. but I don't want you to know what they are. I I'm pretty familiar with them. Okay. Um, but what I want you to do is um throughout the show um. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway? Is that one bit where they have like audiences write out little things, yeah, and they'll be doing a thing, and then randomly they'll pull out they a card, say whatever is like, on it, yeah, 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 and it'll be it'll, it'll be great because it'll it'll just be whatever. Um, so I've I've got some of those for you that I think that you'll enjoy. Marvelous, great, and uh, and pull them out. Um, you can go random if we get the same one twice. Who great. cares? Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna do that. I'm pretty excited about it. Nothing more fun than breaking the natural flow of conversation. Oh, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's a weekly challenge podcast, and then they take a while to get to the challenge. Yeah, if they even do the challenge, the the, the, the we're basically going to be doing the same challenge that was in the episode that came out of Thursday Friday this week. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to that episode, it's about an hour long episode, and they talk about the challenge for the last ten minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like it's that like that's the level. Sometimes the challenge is like right up front if they're if they really want to talk about it. Yeah. Often they will peanut butter, which is a term for I didn't do the challenge at all. <laughs> I think the week before none of them did the challenge because it was that dumb headband. Oh yeah. 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 I, I was I was it's funny, like when you were you were suggesting, oh let's do the, the, the challenge, um the same one that they're doing. And then I looked up, like, I wasn't sure if you meant, like, the one coming up or that gotcha. one. And I looked it up, and I was like, I'm not buying a yeah. dollar Muse head. <laughs> well, and so all, what the challenge almost was for this coming week was they read, because uh, a popular thing they do is read articles about just, like, shitty billionaires and life tips and goop stuff and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, um, but they were, like, reading, like, oh, what I do in the morning is I wake up, I have my almond milk and, like, 
goat tea or whatever. Yeah. Um, I put in my person charger and sit for 15 minutes in meditation while I charge up for the day. Yeah. And it's these pair of like in your head earbuds that uh, just shine light at your brain. <laughs> um, and the challenge was going to be like, Oh, let's all buy these. Um, and then uh, they decided on the SNL challenge instead but Merlin had already bought them, so he gave his frank and honest review in the middle of the episode, too. So he did two challenges in one. What did he think? Uh, they did nothing. They did n- the, nothing. The, the, the earbuds that shot light or the, well, or the Muse headband? The earbuds that shot light. Because sh- yeah. um, they don't even play sound or anything. So it is literally just like you just... You just get lasers in your ear. Yeah, you just get uh, LED shining in your ear. Can I, can I do the thing? You can do the thing. <clears throat> this is Do By Friday, a weekly challenge podcast with your hosts, Kyle Newfeld. And Cody Schmidt. So Robin and I went to a Japanese tea house yesterday. Okay. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. They had matcha everything. Mm-hmm. I never had matcha before. Wait, so is this the place that's like just uh, the new place on 109th? Like just by the Hudson's and that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that is a matcha specific place. Like the oh. whole thing is matcha. That's oh. why it was matcha everything. That is. makes sense. Heather and I have been there before. Um I, I haven't been inside. I have just obtained a drink from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I believe that that is their shtick, is that it's just like, whatever you want, it's matcha. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of things in the menu. It was just like for matcha beginners. And I was just like, nah, I'm not doing any of that matcha. I was a matcha beginner. I never had matcha before, you, but I was. I just went straight, like, straight for oh, the... Oh, you just jumped headfirst oh, into, yeah. the, into the green powder. 100%. Yeah, I loved it. Robin didn't like it, but like, it was like... It was it was one hundred percent my thing, and I'm glad. And then they have that little um, the sitting area in the back. Okay, and those three people had invited us in, and we just like took off our shoes, and we had we had Japanese tea, and we were like in the you know, kind of traditional Japanese dining area. It was pretty phenomenal. Uh, and that was right after go karting. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a day. Yeah, yeah. Why would I? I feel like matcha is the thing to do before go karting. Get amped up so you can, you can zoom. Probably, that would have helped. That yeah. would have helped. I uh, I did not perform well. You were slow carting. I was slow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we watched the fire documentary. See, okay. So, at being Canadians, we don't have access to the the second fire festival documentary because two came out within the same week. Was the second one the Hulu? There, yes. There, there's the Hulu one, yeah. and then there's the Netflix one. Yeah. I haven't watched either, but I oh, remember man. when this all went down, just like reading Twitter threads about it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like, it was like briefly kind of in the news and kind of disappeared. I like this fire festival is like a complete disaster, and look at all these like like the kind of general theme was like, oh, look at all these like upper middle class people getting screwed, haha. You well, know, like, and a lot of it was just like people who normally have a lot of money and a lot of things accessible to them suddenly being without that, and yeah, largely people making fun of that on Twitter because it's deserved of them just being distressed that like they can't get bottled water. Or yeah, something like that, or that yeah. they've been more or less duped and lied to. Yeah. Um, so that I took some joy in just sitting and reading, like just checking in every now and then on like what people are reposting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like that, it's, it seems pretty lighthearted that way. And then you watch the documentary and it's like, um, you know, like Schadenfreude. Yeah. And, and like the whole, like the first intro part of it, there's so much buildup waiting for the inevitable breakdown of everything and you can feel it i mean throughout the whole thing like they they give you a lot of the, a lot of the documentaries just like how badly organized they are from the very beginning um and how it's so clear that there's never they're never going to make it they're mm-hmm. not going to have this happen 
Um, but there is like, okay, like the middle, you kind of feel, okay, like the people who spent like 250 grand, they got screwed at 250 grand. It's like, okay, it's like still you're, you're super rich. I hope you didn't, yeah. I hope you didn't like, I'm going to buy a house. No, no, no. I'm going to go yeah. to the fire festival. Let's get a fire festival mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, unless that happened, which I don't think it did. Yeah. Um, but like the, the other thing too, is like, there was like tons of, at one point you had like a labor force of 200 local people in the Bahamas. Well, that's, yeah, that's the bad thing about yeah. it. Right? And they got screwed. Yeah. They got screwed. They never got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's some people in the community who organized all that labor who now can't live there because the local laborers are like, we're coming after you. Like you, you owe us money. There's like one lady who got like defrauded out of 50. So it's a lighthearted podcast, you know? It's yeah, like, you know, it's, just it's, it's, it, you got to keep it light and funny. The laughs never stop. The la- <laughs> <laughs> People were defrauded for labor. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoilers, the fire Festival was, was unpopular. Get out of town. It was, it was Blink-182 canceled at the last minute. Well, didn't they advertise a bunch of bands that weren't even like, or artists that like they hadn't even signed contracts with that they like, oh, yeah. they just did everything wrong. I follow a lot yeah. of, for some reason I follow a lot of people who do like events management and that sort of stuff on Twitter and oh, just the funny. reactions to like them watching this has, <laughs> I don't even need to see it because I just like, okay, it's real bad. Yeah, they, they were offering like double market rate to all these bands, mm-hmm. which set off alarm bells for most of them and they were like, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't sound good. Like normally, it'd be like, oh hey, I'll pay you twice as much you normally. Hell get. yeah, hell yeah. They were all just like, oh, so it's on an island with no electricity, no Wi Fi. Yeah, uh, you haven't signed a caterer yet. Oh, okay, and yeah, I uh, know yeah, it was it was insane. And the the main guy, the Billy McFarlane guy, like he, uh, oh my god, he's he's got like this really charming smile. He's like super handsome. He's like I'd probably buy like stock from him or something. Amazing con man. Yeah. Amazing con man. Even at the end, you're like, I was like, is he really? And, and there's like, oh no, he's a con man, 100%. Anyway, if you're looking for a sucker. Yeah. I'm, apparently. Uh, I'm definitely that sucker. I have some stocks to sell you, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. I walked into a used car lot once and I left with a car. Oh, God. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, do you just like walk into the supermarket and oh fuck how do I get all these eggs you got some notes uh, I actually um, just got a big fancy boy kickstarter pen that I Ooh. that's what you can hear it's got a good it's got a good oh yeah good click to it um, I funded it whatever I funded it you know oh, it's just, with all just, this money hey with these socks that I have to sell you I funded this <laughs> pen uh, no, because I had a pen that I really liked, um, and it broke, and then I haven't been happy with a pen since of just, like, a daily user. Yeah. Um, so this, these guys that I really like, they're called Studio Neat. Yeah. Um, they make a lot of, like, cocktail kits and Apple accessories. Yeah. Um, last, or two years ago, they made a notebook uh, called the Pano Book that, um, that is really nice. And then this last uh, summer, they made what's called the Mark One. It's a... Uh, Hand assembled pen, uh, but it's like you can. Yeah, let me let me let me try this. Give thing. a scribble if you want to. Oh yeah, um, but it's nice ceramic and got a copper uh, clicker. Oh yeah, right. So it's got uh, antimicrobial. Yeah, it's a, I'm a big fancy boy with a fancy boy pen, um, but it feels good. it's it's see that's the thing is it's going to be the pen I use every day. Yeah, um, and doesn't have any labels. It's like it's like so clean. It, it is very much by people who like Apple design, which is the kind of person that I am. Yeah, um, so that's why 
I ponied up and then I ended up getting their notebook as well, which I'm going to be a big fucking nerd and use it solely for Dungeons and Dragons planning because it's um, that. Yes. As I use my field notes notebook and everything like that. That's not even the, that's the not pen, even the notebook. Yes, the, the the field notes is just the, uh, a notebook brand I like. Okay, okay. Uh, the panel book I didn't bring because yeah. it's not the best suited for this sort of thing. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. What, it, what is that one? Do you? Um, it's just a it's a like panoramic like landscape style notebook, and then it's got dots instead of lines. So that's oh. why I want to use it for dungeon building because yeah. it's easier to draw squares with. You could use it for like bullet journaling if that's your sort of thing. But what, what is a bullet journal? Bullet journaling is a thing where you. Oh God, this is, it's always great when somebody who barely knows something explains it. Yeah. It's like you do a daily journal, um, that you like plan out and like decorate and rather than a line paper, it is a dotted paper. So you can like draw, like you make a table of contents in it. You, um, line things up and like create sections. It's a daily planner, but it's also a journal and like, so is it literally just like day. have bullet points all the time or is it just like lines everywhere, like um, dots everywhere? Like it's like gridded dots. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, okay. rather than a ruled notebook where it's yeah. just lines, it's yeah. just like, yeah. Um, it, I guess it's based off of a book, according to this website called bulletjournal.com. So, who knows what their Ooh. source is? Uh, but the system, rapid log. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this- I, I've had to have some rapid logs, let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> um, be it for taking notes or journaling, studies keep identifying benefits of writing by hand. That said, it takes time and can be unorganized. Mm. How can we enjoy the benefits while avoiding the shortcomings of handwriting? Rapid logging. Rapid logging is the language. Perhaps you might go against rapid logging. Rapid logging. Um, have, you, have you been disappointed in, in, in the past with the speed of your logs? Log. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rapid logging is the language in which the bullet journal is written. In short, it's a way of capturing information as bulleted lists. Let's start with the basics. Bullets. Hmm. If... <laughs> Write in this notebook and you get shot. Um, if rapid logging is language, then the, if rapid logging is language the bujo is written in, bullets are the syntax. Bullets are short form sentences paired with symbols that usually uh, categorize your entries, events, notes, tasks. Let's break it down. Tasks are event are represented by a simple dot. Uh, events are rec- represented by a open circle bullet. Notes are represented by a dash. Mix and match. Tasks, events, and notes will help you quickly capture. Yeah, so it's basically just a, a very structured style of, like, yeah. journaling and note-taking and that sort of thing. Yeah. I know some people who use it more for, like, a planner sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and you, like, this seems like a very straightforward, like, it's in a book and I write bullets. Um, but, yeah. I like, it's taken on this whole thing of, like, you get washi tape and, like, uh, like it's like paper tape and with designs on it and yeah. you, uh, design the journal, however you want it and like create meaningful designs, that sort of thing. So yeah. it's part whole mindfulness. And then also like an actual, I needed to write a planner and take notes. So, yeah. but so the notebook I got would be good for that, but I'm not going to use it for that because I don't, you don't journal. I'm not mindful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about what I do or my brain yeah. or anything like that. I I left you an ASMR surprise in the middle of this recording. Surprise ASMR. (laughs) That when you listen to the playback, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) It just feels good. Now that I have this, it's going to be bad at home because I'll have to put it somewhere that I can just do it every now and then. Can your cat use that? You think your cat will hit it? Oh, Nib's 100%. Well, there's. Oh, yeah. Um. 
there's, I forget if it was on Twitter or Tumblr or something like that, but there's somebody that trained their cats. <clears throat> ah! <laughs> Sorry, I have something in my throat and it's terrible. Oh, okay. I'll get rid of that. Ah. Um, but there's somebody who trained their cats to basically just go like, like, and then they get a treat. Um, so there's just these like oh minute long God. videos of two cats. We each with a bell just going. <laughs> um, and then getting a treat. It's very, very cute. I wholly encourage you to look that up. I've, oh, it's just like, I can imagine like, like Ming, like Taylor's cat. Oh God, that would be, yeah. Yeah. Like, like that cat is, is half blind, but you better believe he'd find that you bell. You know where the bell is. All That's, the time. Yeah. And he's, um. Yeah, I saw I saw a video of like cats like with those auto feeders, and they have mm-hmm. like ways to like like they'll figure they out how to get their hand in there. Yeah, yeah. they get their hand their in there. Hand, and they do cat it. hands. Yeah, that's what little, they have. That's what, little they're little cat hands. Yeah, um, and yeah, like cats when it comes to food, they're they're incredibly intelligent. Well, that's, they, Nibs knows her. So for this school semester, I've actually had a really nice schedule in that I don't have to get up in the mornings. Oh, nice. Um, so usually Heather will get up and go to work. And then as soon as she is at the door, Nibs will come and hop up into Heather's spot on the bed and come and like hang out for a little bit and snuggle and purr. And it's fantastic. Yeah. And I let Murphy out and do the same thing with him. Yeah. And then we get up. Yeah. Um, but the reason that Nibs does that is just because she's hungry. Um, yeah. To the point of like, say, for instance, this morning, Heather and I were both laying in bed. She was asleep. I was just on my phone. And Nibs came in and was like, hey, it's snuggle time because I because <laughs> um, in the uh, like evenings when she gets fed as well, anytime we walk near where her food, like the room her food is in, she like darts in there and just sits waiting and expectantly. So yeah. cats know she's just not as vocal about it as Ming would be. Yeah, yeah, which is good. But I imagine if you if you trained her to use the bell to get food, then yeah, she'd become vocal. Uh, yeah, bell vocal. Yeah, very bell vocal. I don't have, I like, so the Roger Stone thing happened, but I don't have anything meaningful to say other than I'm good. I hope he goes to jail. Yeah. Like that's with any of these, that's all I have to say is like, they're all bad and they're all racist and they should all go to jail and not get pardoned, but they probably will be and the system is broken. Hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's that's where I stand on the, Hey, point, bullet point on the list done for me. I don't know (laughs) if you have anything groundbreaking for that, but I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, he's, he's a monster. I can't believe that he's not been in jail. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, like he got the, um, the whole, whole Congo thing. There was like Mm -hmm. this crazy dictator in Zaire and, um, and, and he was, he was in there for, I mean, oh, that's its own, this own kind of thing is there. Like originally it was Belgium and there was this monster who was like the dictator of this Belgium part of Zaire in the Congo in Africa. And he was an awful, awful person. And eventually like, the, the people were like, nah, we we're not having this anymore. Belgian, uh, this is, this is terrible. And so then this like crazy dictator ended up rising up and taking over and, and Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, well at least it's not Belgium, but this guy was way worse, way worse, horrible. Like one of the worst examples of an autocrat you can think of. And, uh, Roger Stone and I believe Paul Manafort, Mm -hmm. um, would take money from this guy. He's getting the, the warlord himself is getting tons of different, like, you know, money donated to him from like aid and stuff that he was supposed to feed his people with yeah. and he was buying mercedes with and that sort of thing the typical um also apparently your son has shot himself <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry i was gonna make it uh, that a laugh line <laughs> you know a, oh, again uplifting sorry uh, oh, your, your battery is running low you might want to plug in your pc i, thought I did um is the, is the other end of that plugged in somewhere no <laughs> <laughs> taking another break yeah, so, uh, you know, Roger Stone and these guys would get a lot of their campaign finances from this dictator 
Well, and he's such a fucking weird guy too. Um, did you like? Did you know that he has the like the thing that's happening on Twitter now? Is everybody's posting the reg- uh, random Roger Stone facts and that sort of stuff? But oh. uh, just because he's a news topic again, but like he yeah. l- loves Richard Nixon to the point that he had his uh, tattoo of Nixon's face on his back. Oh like, shit! Yeah. What? Like he's yeah, just a shitty, weird, self-serving guy. Um, okay. there's speaking of Netflix things like we were before, there's a documentary that I haven't watched that I've been meaning to about him on as well to, to get more insight on just like what he does and yeah. how he's part of the Trump campaign and that sort of stuff. Oh man. Why would you get a tattoo of anybody on your back? Because he loves Nixon that much and oh. believes that like he did stuff right. And like in the text messages that are coming out as part of the like, trial against him and everything is mm-hmm. like he's referencing things that nixon did specifically and that sort of stuff like re- oh. in reference to watergate like that's yeah how in tune with that he is so. yeah another twitter thing for roger stone um did you ever see the photo of him from trump's inauguration no okay i'll find this really quickly for you because it's like a classic twitter thing of he looks like a um he looks like a batman villain and then people were just going off on him. And there's this one Twitter thread that a person did like, it's like 82 dunks about him in a row of just how he looks and how he's dressed. Oh, nice. There's some sort of like Buzzfeed listicle. Yeah. New York mag even. So yeah, this is him and his wife on Trump's inauguration day. Top hat and like weird spectral sunglasses. Um, but why would you choose to dress that way? Yeah. That's a mistake. There's one person on Twitter at spook person. Um, and you can just see how long this thread, like, they're just like, my dude looks like the Babadook. My man looks like the villain kids movie that starts, uh, stars a talking car and just like goes and goes and goes. And it's like 80 something tweets and they're all just making fun of it. Like 76 more replies. Like you can go, they're all there. They're all great. Um, so if you want to feel good about a shitty person going to jail, just read those and celebrate it. Have you ever watched Survivor? So, uh, yeah, um, I haven't watched Survivor since, like, 2003. My parents loved it when it first came out. Yeah. And so, like, I was exposed to it, but I never, like, sat down and watched Survivor. It wasn't, like, a, mm-hmm. a go-to thing for me. I don't care for a whole lot of reality TV in that way. No? I, like, I, I Yeah. If I'm going to watch something competing, I will watch a game show before I watch reality TV. <laughs> The real, the real reality TV, the game show. Yeah, if I want to see people compete, I want them to do a wheel-based crossword puzzle or yeah. trivia off of a grid. I would not real life. Yeah, real life. Real I want to. See, I want to see the chip fall down through the pegs to see how much money they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal, yeah. normal daily things. Yeah. Reality TV can be amazing, though. So, I, like, I'm totally susceptible to that sort of thing. It's like, its own enigmatic thing where, yeah. yeah, you get to see this hyper-contextualized version of events that's yeah. so skewed by editing but still makes it seem like real life. Like, yeah. it's just such... Yeah. Well, these guys can't... That's the thing. It's like, oh, my brother got super into Jersey Shore, uh-huh. okay. I think, like, seven years ago. Yeah. And... You know, I was obviously it's it's an easy thing to hate at Jersey Shore. Yeah, and he was like, "No, no, no, man, you got you got to we got to watch it from the beginning, so you get everything." So that's why people don't like it; they don't watch it from the beginning. So we watched episode one, season one of Jersey Shore, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Uh, it was everything that you think it was, but super like just like guilty pleasure style television with people cheating on each other. 
um, you know, lots of ab muscles. Um, and it was just like, I don't, I never want to live this lifestyle, but I'm so happy that there's such an easy window, uh, yeah. into this whole thing because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's so well produced. It's so well done. And you know, it was, oh, it's great. You should watch Jersey Shore. Well, and, and it, it's so easy to make too. And so cheap because all you yeah. need is cameras, a good editor and finding like eight personalities that can play off each other and that will be big enough to make something for. So that's why it became so popular across TV through the 2000s and 2010s, right? And you barely have to pay the guys either, right? Exactly. Like, you know, like, you don't have to pay me a whole lot. If you want to get me on the Jersey Shore, it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 25 grand a year, I'm in. Well, and then those people, like how many times... Uh, in like 2011, did Pauly D come to Edmonton doing a DJ set or something like that? You tour based off of that notoriety, and it gets you other things Who's like engagement. He's one of the, isn't that one of the Jersey Shore boys? Jersey? He's the one with the big hair. The big hair. He's dude? the one that's not the situation. Why do I know these things? And I've never watched the fucking dumb show. I only, I only, I only remember the situation. Yeah, okay. You can't, you can't forget the situation. Michael of the situation, whatever his last name is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It, that's the power of the nickname, though. Yeah, because you don't know, you don't remember anything else with the situation. But yeah, no, I. Well, I mean, yeah, they can get a career out of it. That's the thing, right? People, that's, like Snooki. Snooki yeah. was like a deal for a while. She exactly. probably made a lot of money off of that. Well, that's, or even like you look at Survivor too, of like how many times like they do the like ones where people come back and do the like Jock versus nerds or the like all stars that sort of thing that you just get known as like I'm the guy who's been on Survivor four times, and yeah. then you play that into a motivational speaking gig of like when I was on the island, I learned how to. <laughs> <laughs> you, they've, they've, wow. treat life like a fire that needs to be lit when i was on the island and i uh, my special gift was a bandana i turned that into a hovel i don't i haven't watched survivor <laughs> in so long when i was standing on a peg for the entire what the challenge i thought one thing i can do this and you can too i don't <laughs> Yeah, it's that's the kind of like you know when you're when you're growing up, it's just like what's my career trajectory is going to be? It's going to be go on Survivor <laughs> and then be a motivational speaker. That's yeah, it's a the, pretty easy. It's the one too. Money. It's the linear progression. Those linear, are the yeah, yeah. teacher, policeman, Survivor, motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get through high school. You know, you get good grades so that you can go on Survivor. You take you know the the career aptitude test that you take, and when you answer, <laughs> I'm not here to make friends, they immediately flag you for. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor motivation. Yeah, oh, that, I know what you're gonna be. That one is easy, man. We got a lot, like thirty percent this year. Crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Dig a dig a dig. Challenge, challenge, challenge time, challenge time. Okay. So I've I've watched very little Saturday Night Live. In my yeah, life. that's um, a good thing to talk about. So the challenge was on the po- the regular podcast and this podcast is um, I believe it was like find some favorite slash weird SNL sketches, especially the the ten to one. What before we get into that though, I would like to know what's your history with SNL. Uh, so my my history is like I've I've watched very little Saturday Night Live. Um, I've seen it like on TV like maybe a couple times and random sketches. Um, and I've, I've seen like the Sarah Palin videos and like some of the different political things that pop up a little bit more. Um, for, for me, for SNL, um, I like for a long time was like weekly viewing, like, um, oh wow, Saturday nights, my, most of my family would be going and watching cops. Yeah. The, the, the like true original reality show. Yeah. Cops. Yeah. Um, and I would go downstairs and just turn on a, a SNL because we had the East coast feed so I could watch it starting at nine thirty, And that yeah. like, this would be when I was like. 12 um so mm-hmm. like 2000 
like four through 2010 was like my prime SNL years where I would watch oh, it like wow. weekly when I could. Yeah. Um, so you like, got a lot to pull from. Yeah. And like a very specific range too. Cause that's like the end of like the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler era into like the, the SNL digital short with Andy Samberg and that sort of stuff Yeah, up until like Taron Killam and Bobby Moynihan and that sort of stuff a little later. Uh, yeah. Like there's just that kind of middle range that everybody has supposedly like the SNL fan has their sweet spot of when it was the best, but that's just when I watched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I still like since I moved to Edmonton and that sort of stuff, I have tried to keep up when I can, but I haven't watched consistently for the last few years. Yeah. But I definitely have that like sweet spot uh, from the like mid two thousands to the early twenty tens that I I know quite well from. Yeah. So when you when you're like pulling up when you're like trying to find like the weird sketches, like did you have like ones that you remembered in your mind that just like stood out and you're just like, holy shit, I gotta find this clip. There was a couple, and some of them are based off of specific actors too. Like I loved what Will Forte would do because he was just doing the fucking weirdest shit. Yeah. Um But there's a lot that are hard to find or that like I found one that I really liked, but it was like in some like weird compilation where the person had cut up like snippets of like here's three like 30 seconds of part of a sketch and then 30 seconds of a different part of a sketch. We'll go back to the first one. And then we're going to go to the third one. That's for stuff. So you can't just like get the consistent watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. which makes it tricky for that. But like he yeah. would do, um, a Senator named Tim Calhoun, um, who would just like read like heavy breathing, like strange <laughs> statements off of cue cards that were effectively like one liner jokes, but he would show up for weekend update and do that. Yeah. Or like my absolute favorite, and I couldn't find a clip of it. It makes me so sad. My absolute favorite one that is like stuck with me. I think it happened every time that Peyton Manning would host. Yeah. Um, it might've happened one time when like LeBron James hosted or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was like set in a locker room. Yeah. And they're like the, like at halftime, whatever in the basketball game. And like, they're all in there sad and like, Oh, we're losing so bad. We can't get it. And then Will Forte comes in as the coach and he's like, eh, like we gotta, we gotta go back there and win this. And I think this will inspire you. And then he like grabs a boom box and this like, like, game show ass jazz like happy music starts happening and he just starts doing this like spastic dance to the music and that's all the sketch is is just watching him dance and that's the sort of thing that I just love and then eventually whoever the host was whatever sports player comes up and does a weird dance with him for like 30 seconds and then it fades to black yeah. um, and everybody's just like what the fuck and but really they're just like sitting their slack shot until like he starts getting more and more overboard and then they're just stifling laughter the entire time so, yeah 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 that sort of thing um the digital short era is kind of my, my oeuvre for SNL. So that's what I kind of know the best of like, I started watching right when like lazy Sunday and the first digital shorts from the lonely Island guys started airing there. So that's yeah. kind of what I was able to find a couple of and really enjoy. So yeah, we can link and watch and that sort of stuff if we want to, to go. Yeah, I know we should, we should watch them and we can, we can include some of these videos and like, yeah, uh, we can link them. The thing. Cool. I'm just going to, Perfect. Um, so here, I'll flip around because this, yeah. I think this was one of the first ones that popped into my head. Yeah. Um, so this is from like 2004, 2006 or something like that. Maybe 2008. Um, but Rain Wilson from The Office was the host. Oh, whoa. Um, and this is a, just a digital short um, that was like super late in the episode. The, the, so there's in SNL, there's a thing called the 10 to 1 sketch. Yeah. Which is basically 10 minutes to 1 in the morning sometimes they're, they don't have enough sketches to fill time. So something they would cut yeah. is shoved in there. And usually it's something super fucking weird or out there. Oh, nice. Um, so this, uh, this digital short wasn't a 10 to one, but like it has that same sort of energy to it. So 
And so, like, digital shorts like that are very different from the, like, like, um, Jizz in My Pants or the, like, Dick in a Box sort of things where, like, these, like, ultra-popular songs. Yeah. Another one that I picked is more like that. Yeah. Um, in that it is just that, like, partially vehicle for the Lonely Island, partially just, like, uh, to be shared sort of thing. Yeah. The digital shorts that I have a really fond memory from are ones, like, the, like, that business meeting one where it's just, like, they just wanted to, like, they got a bunch of people together and just fucking did a thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's very much, like, early YouTube video manic energy. Because, um, like, when that one gets to, like, Captain Pajama Shark is always when I start like, <laughs> laughing. It's just that. Present. Just, yeah, exactly. It just goes fully off the deep end. So, yeah. that That's the sort of thing. That yeah. um, I'm trying to think. There was, I, I was just, I just remembered it while we were watching that one. Um, but that same sort of just, like, kind of like something's just not quite right here. Yeah. Um, or just there's one weird character uh, yeah. that can like twist a pretty standard like non-noteworthy sketch too. Yeah. Um, but there was one I can't I didn't think to look for it because I just remembered it but um, I think it was when Zach Galifianakis hosted one time that they actually did like multiple uh, like it, it was a reoccurring sketch throughout the night. Yeah. Um, but somebody was like making a video yeah, and then like near the end of the night, they had actually like edited together a full video and that sort of stuff. Oh, awesome! Um, I can't, yeah, I'll have to. I'll look and see if I can find it later to put in the notes. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, yeah I, I just remember that was like crazy to do during the show, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one specifically um, that hits that kind of same level of absurdity with uh, as some of the uh, like weird digital shorts that I like, yeah. um, which is this one. And it has the full, like, we got a celebrity, we got that. Yeah. Um, but this is from, I think, like, 2006 or so, um, when Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, the then uh, ruler of Iran, was in power. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tells me you're 